What's going on? What's going on? It's a, another edition of Dad Zombies. Dad Zombies. With your boy Ken and my bro host. Bell with the bid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We bringing you another one back live and direct from the band Bid Studios of ours. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We just hear, um, man, I see your beard is coming in finally, bro. Hey, look, I told you. Baby beard getting bigger. Yeah, we're going to have to change your name eventually. I'm down with it. I got the promo code. We got the promo code BBB. Triple B. For brown baby beard. 30% off. 30%. Now, it was going to be an extra five. So, that, that yeah, yeah, it was another 30% off. off. 30% off when you go to Baron Beard. That's B E A R I N B E A R D dot club. Get your instant 30% off promo code triple B. Yeah, and we want to give y'all a little backstory on today, right now. We got a Friendsgiving going on. Yeah, the millennial Friendsgiving. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> very new and improved. This was, a, it was, you know, the kids were born in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, we had, it's actually, we didn't even plan this. Nah, our wives actually did this, which they do a lot. As we up, as we're up here in the Baron Beard Studios working hard, they down there planning. Man, they be fighting 24 7. Every time. And I don't know, how do we end up even cooking everything? Yeah, and that's the thing. This is, and I know we got listeners who can very much relate to this. You become, the action of the plan that was created by somebody else. Oh, like you just. No, hold hands. on. We gotta pause on that. You become the action of the plan that was created by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Somebody else. They, look, that's like being a pawn in the game. Look, you know you're not. You ain't no officer. You ain't decorated. You ain't nothing. You just a pawn. Mm-hmm. You ain't no captain. You ain't no lieutenant. So that means that all queens used us as pawns. Whether you got a bishop <laughs> behind your name, a castle on your head, the queen, that's the only one on the... Look, that's and this is why I like matter. the game of chess. Because chess, you got the queen who can do anything that she want to do on the board. True. The this king is true to life. can't even move like that. This is true to life. The king can move anywhere he want to go, yes. But he got to do one step at a time. One at a time. <laughs> He can go any direction he want to go. But up, he got to go one step at a time. But he got to go. But the queen can gross all the way across the board anywhere she wants. Just swipe, 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 swipe. Total takeover. She can take five of y'all at one time. That, that goes, and the king can only take one, really, by making only one move. Depending on how the pawns are set up, the king can only take one. But you know what's even more powerful? The game isn't over when you take the king. Exactly. The game is weakened when you take the king, but it's not over. Yeah, it's only over when you take the queen because the queen is so mobile. I love the game of chess. What? As, so what? <laughs> so as fathers, as dads, zombies, protect the queen at all costs. At all costs. That is that's the message of the day. Yeah, protect the queen. Because like no bullshit. Honestly, we we do take them for granted sometimes. Sometimes. And and a lot of times it's not even intentional. It's not because. Like how we was talking earlier about the uh, our work ethic. Mm-hmm. Your work ethic can make everything else in your life feel irrelevant. Mm. Like yeah. other things in your life might feel like, and you don't get no attention to it, but your work ethic to whatever you trying to push forward, that's what's taking all your time. Yeah, and, I, and especially when you've been coming up playing sports, and that's, that's why I have, I'm going to make sure I'm putting my son in sports at an early age because it just developed the insane work ethic for me to carry over in life. I mean, what what age do you think is a good age for you to start having Lakin and Queso play sports? Well, Kenneth is uh, he three already. I started when I was four, mm. so he on his way. Like right now, I think for three olds they can start soccer or some method wise like that recreational. You know, when it's kind of like. Uh, What's that intramural yeah. type type games or whatever? When, when are you gonna put them in like contact like contact football? Contact football. Probably he gonna play flag first. Flag. Yeah. Oh. 
in New Orleans. Well played flag. Get, he got to get to man. That's that New Orleans. Well played flag. flag down here. <laughs> I'm gonna start him out because I want him to get the fundamentals first. Mm-hmm. I know that aggression gonna come because when the pads come, that's when your manhood. <laughs> that's come. that's the make or breaker. <laughs> that's that's for real. I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm gonna do Kyson exactly how my dad did me. My dad refused to buy me pads because he was like, I'm not gonna waste money if you can't take a hit. So what he does is, I remember I remember this like it was yesterday. What he does is, I'm sitting in the living room, and he says, come on, let's go. I'm like, it's nighttime. What's, what's up? He's like, you want to play football, right? I was like, yeah. So we get in the car, and we go to this field. And it's like, you know, like a dirt parking lot or whatever. They got some grass and everything. And another car pulls up. So I look at the car, and I was like, okay, apparently my dad knows him. He gets out, dap the dude up or whatever. And then, like his his, I guess like a kid, like a child got out of the back, right? Dude got out <laughs> stocky. I'm talking about the stockiest eight year old you ever seen in your life. Uh, his name is Troy Lee. Shout out to Troy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's when you know you remember somebody's name when, when you, you got, got something like this, bro. What? <laughs> yeah. And he had a little brother named Tyree, stockiest little three year old I ever seen in my yeah, life, bro. Yeah, but I'm, like he, so they get out the car. And he gets he get some pads out. So I'm guessing he has some extra pads. And my dad get me out the car. So I'm suiting up with everything. He was like, you know, go to work. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> get down a three-point stand. Boy, when I tell you he gave me that shit that first round. You wasn't expecting Wasn't expecting it. Never, never had that hit before. But see, that's that make or break effect. That's yeah. like where you be like, you know what? Either this shit ain't going to be for me or this shit is going to be for me. Because that's the one drill you do in football is – Heads up. Heads up. First time you get past. You got to go across the bow. Now, look, in Little League, for all the people who grew up playing Pop One around the time that I did, it was a it was a drill we had when we first got past. It's called Tunnel of Love. Mm. Ain't no love in that Just tunnel. think about it. When you line up the whole team, two, one on each side, they all parallel. And then you got one hit at the end. You got to go through everybody. I'd have beasted on that. Just imagine if we got 35 kids on the team. Mm-hmm. You got to hit 34. <laughs> but it, it also matter what type of kids you playing against, too. Because I'm going to tell yeah, you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some talent growing up. Like, we had some, for sure, stars that you could see. And you was like, yeah, if he hits you, that's that's <laughs> it. That's You're done. Yeah. You're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some little sticks. I ain't going to lie. My boy, Devin. Devin Lauderdale, <laughs> hey, that boy was about skinny as my pinky. Yeah. But when I say that boy had a sting, yeah. he was like, oh, him and my cousin hit it like my cousin little stocky. Yeah. I'm like, damn, bro, you can't you can't underestimate nobody in this sport. Bro, what was your uh what was your sport nickname? Like what they call you in football? I honestly got caught by my last name. Oh. And then when I got in high school, my coaches you know, when you get some older ones, they be talking about Kenny, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny. I used to like, man, like, Kenny. <laughs> I used to hate it. Kenny. <laughs> but I ain't had, like, no Nick. We had people had, we had one boy named Moon Eye. Moon Because in his helmet, his eyes were so big, all you seen was his eyes. Wow. So we called little boy Moon Eye. <laughs> That's creative. That's creative. My, and I think my coaches, they had some real creative names. Um, my nickname growing up was Phil Mouse. Phil Mouse. Phil Mouse. You think of a Phil Mouse or like I was. You sound like you was everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere the ball is, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Offense, defense, O-line, <laughs> wherever you need me, I'm there. <laughs> At the end of each play, he getting up to my, hey, let me in, look. <laughs> let me in, <laughs> Somebody, yeah, you you ain't coming through this way. You, you, you ain't talking shit. That shit funny. But yeah, what's funny is that once I got to Texas after Katrina, they was like, "Oh, oh, what's your what's your nickname? What they call you back home?" I was like, "Well, they call me Field Mouse." They, and this mind you, I had got bigger by then. They was like, "Oh, you too big to be a Field Mouse? We gonna call you Ball Rat." I said, <laughs> <laughs> "That boy went from the little buck to the big rat." Ball Rat. <laughs> Yeah, they call you Bowery. That's, that's some Texas shit for you, boy. But for real, like sports, it it to me, sports to me, that shows if you a real man or not. It shows your character. It depends on what sport, though, too. 
I know we're going to get a lot of crap from people that hoop talking about some, man, it, it's hard to hoop. But I'm going to tell you this. I've seen people, you can get a drunk guy from Section 6 in the stadium in the halftime show, have him come down there and shoot a half-court shot and he make it. Why? Because, I mean, yes, it's hard, but there's a little bit of luck into that. <laughs> Ain't no luck on that football field. Hey, but in the basketball no world, they got to practice on that. You can't. You got to practice. You can't hit the same three-pointer all day long. You, you you know what? You can't, but you have a percentage chance. At some point, well, you're going to you hit shooting, it. If you shoot so much, of course, a lot of them going to fall. <laughs> I want to see you get back up after you get hit. But Somebody that, coming that's full going. Forward. That's going against. When you when you going to head to, that's bringing them nuts up out of you. Yeah. Because you got to come. That's, that's not something that. You know, when you go to school, do you tell them? They hit you, hit them back. Don't go soft on them. You don't push them back. You better swing and knock their ass out. Oh, yeah. You try to. And mind you this. I played football with my cousin. So we were on the same team. So I could literally, when we used to go uh, heads up, we'd go across the bow. I can see him like three people behind. So I'm up here trying to skip and shit. So I'm like, I won't go against this nigga. Boy, when I tell you, I used to try to take his head off. I ain't no prisoners, bro, look, at an early age. Look, my cousin played football with me. And him, he was good. You know why? Hmm. And he was stocky, too. But you know why he was good? Hmm. He did not like getting hit. And he was a big one. Oh, he was a tutty. But guess what? That nigga led the league and got them touchdowns because he did not want to get hit. So that's why I say football will make you and football will break you. Mm-hmm. Like me, I realized I love the game of football, but I'm a track runner. Ooh, and see, we did. We ran track together in college yeah, too. Yeah, we, 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 we ran track. <laughs> we ran track. That's a, that's another story for itself too. <laughs> Howie, <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, shout, shout, out, shout, shout out, out to Howie. <laughs> shout out to Coach Harvey and Coach Howie. Well, those are two track legends. Uh, a lot of our listeners. Even if the old school kids, y'all know uh, Harvey and Howard. Yeah, y'all know the twins. If you've had the privilege of getting coached by those two track legends, man, that is a that's a wonderful experience. It's fun, it's funny, uh, but it's a lot of uh, making. And I hope at some point my son gets to get at least coached by those people that are great like that. Yeah, because honestly, them kind of coaches they can transform uh, a boy's life or somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Because when you put them into sports and you have influences like that, that that's how they get to these kids. That's how they show them another way out. Because honestly, before I graduated high school, I wasn't thinking about going to college, especially for no sports. Mm-hmm. But my coach in high school who came my junior year, he kind of put me on with Coach uh, Coach Coach Well. And... Basically, it went from there. So that showed me another way out because I can't tell you where I was going to go post-graduation. Yeah. I really just started running just because I ain't had nothing to do. And he was like, well, you're fast, but you got to lose some weight. (laughs) You're too big. You play baseball. Oh, yeah. I play baseball. little Barry Bonds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, I I got two homeboys in my life. Mm -hmm. I know that's all about baseball. And there's you and my other partner, Alex. Mm. Now, y'all don't play baseball no more. <laughs> but I remember y'all two just, I'm the only two niggas I've been See, to the batting cage with. And I'll tell you this, I don't even like, I don't even like when my son picks up a basketball. Because I'd be like, I'm not saying I'm going to shy him away from that, <laughs> but I'm like, bro, you have this golden opportunity to play baseball. We're going to focus on this. Baseball, that's where the money is. Forget the money. That's, bro. Okay, let's not forget the money. <laughs> <laughs> but... Baseball is where it at because that's a he can go anywhere and play baseball. Oh, you damn, he go anywhere and play any sport. But baseball is a craft game. That's like chess, bro. Yeah, you, you can't. That's, so, it's so harder. okay. But with the, being the stigma of being black, why wow, just stick them with Moors? Okay, Moors, people of color. There we go. Uh, we, you got color, nigga. Um, anyway, I got status. So you got football. <laughs> Uh-huh. Basketball. Uh-huh. Baseball. Mm-hmm. Trey. So why and Trey. So why not add on bro, what if he like uh tennis? I'm a, and I'm gonna tell you this. What and if it, he like golf? There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna learn from my mistake 
as a child that I spread the love way too much. I wore my body down by playing way too many sports. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have that direct focus, even though I was good at football. I at some point, like once you get once you get past middle school, you know if you're gonna play basketball or not. Like if you didn't get that growth spurt, just yeah. hang it up. When I say high school, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying by high school. The yeah, transition, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the transition is what kind of makes the difference and what what sports you can actually play physically. Yeah. Um, but me personally. I mean, I would tell him to really focus on one particular or two sports. Uh, football is going to build his morale, build his character, um, and get that real aggression. Um, and baseball is where the craft is going to be. That's what I mean. That's what we're going to. So if you, so if you was to pick two sports for your child to focus on, you would say football and baseball. Probably so. Yeah. I think I would pick. Track for show is one. Okay. And then I would say, I want to say football, but I don't. So what sport do you want to say? Football. Okay, so football and track. But Yeah, football and track. But the reason that I have skepticals about football because they do have a lot of health problems. <laughs> they do. But I tell you this. My thing is, if he can, like how I did, if you can run, if you can play football, you can play baseball, you can run track. Yeah. Well, I was the athlete that could. I was fast. Yeah. And I tell you this, I'm fast, <laughs> and I know his mama fast. I'm gonna tell you how I know she fast. <laughs> <laughs> this is one time she was pregnant, right? She was about maybe seven months pregnant. We was at a cookout, and she thought it'd be fun to scrape me with some water. Like she threw some water on me. It was yeah. cold as shit. We was outside, and she ain't seen I had a bottle in my hand. She seen I had that bottle. Boy, she took off running down the street. <laughs> I'm talking about I'm getting winded trying to chase her, and she gone. I'm talking about little pregnant feet just moving. She got you on them toes. On them toes, boy. On them toes. She picked them knees up. I said, please don't fall. Like, I feel well. I'm like, don't shoot fall. You got precious cargo at that. You got mad if she said. Bro, that'd have been. But you was chasing her. Yes, but still, you shouldn't be running. It's just water, damn it. It's just water. So she jumps and hides in the car, and then, yeah. So I probably okay. We're taking football away. I probably say basketball. Why basketball? It's that's a sport. Like I want my child to play for the hometown. Like those are sports that I like. So I'm picking my child's sports honestly off of my like, your own preference. Yeah, my own preference. Because honestly, to be honest, who wouldn't want to say, "Man, my son in NBA, the NFL." I'm, I'm sure there's no father that wouldn't be proud if they. Yeah, it's like there. if I could say. Yeah, man, my son, he over there. He he played with the Portland Trailblazers. He they number one score. What? Let me ask you this now. What if your son wanted to go to the armed forces? Nope. And this is what? Nope. <laughs> this is coming from somebody who has served. Yes, I'm. I am a vet. <laughs> it is. You wouldn't uh, no. a lot. What? I, I'm not gonna be for it. I'm not gonna necessarily put him all the way against it. I am gonna speak my opinion because uh-huh. I am his father. I'm just not going to be for it. I'm gonna support my child, and if he wants to go, like my little cousin, he, I told him my opinion. That's like my little brother. I told him my opinion, but I still support his decision. I don't love him no less. So what was his decision? My my little cousin. Yeah, he going to the to the navy. Okay. When is like soon? Yeah, I think January. Like soon, yeah. So next month. Wow, that's major. Yeah, and that's that's a whole. You you giving your life away? You giving your life away? I know it. I know that's it. that's a job you ever you can't quit. Do you? Ever, you can't just be like I quit. Do you ever feel weird when people be like, "Thank you for your service, son." Bro, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing that I've ever like. That's the weirdest question I've ever been asked because I never know the answer to it. Yeah. Because you say, thank you for your service. Am I supposed to say you're welcome? Yeah. Or am I supposed to say, thank you? Like, what am I supposed to say? That's like when somebody says, hey, Kenneth, I like that tie that you're wearing. Like, you're not really, you you take the compliment for the object. But like, thank you. Yeah. But necessarily not talking about you. They're talking about the object on your body. But I'm not going to... Uh, Support that decision of my child. Wow. Well, that's interesting. 
Would you? Oh, why we got to turn this on me now? Because I know Mr. <laughs> Black Panther right here. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I, I, yes, I, yes and no. Yes, if he did, it's going to have to be some hardcore shit. Like, you got to go hard. And like Marines. That's as hard as it go? Marine Special Forces? Okay. Yeah, let's go with that one then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on some Green Beret Or a SEAL shit. team. Or there SEAL we team. go. Yeah, something like that. Um, but that's because I'm into that type of shit. The, the training, I'm glad I got the training. Yeah. Because it's honestly useful. But all that other... It really teaches you stuff that you should learn throughout life, honestly. Like it teaches you respect, it teaches you discipline, it keep your it teaches you teamwork, it teaches you accountability. There's some things that you already should have learned in life. Like by the time you get 18, you should learn something about respect. By the time you get 18, you should learn something about discipline. And see, that's the problem though, is that we consider this cutoff age as 18 to be like some glorified kickoff or send-off. Because in in the minority household, in the black household, in the Moorish household, um, we're told that when we turn 18, we're either making a decision to go into the army or you're going to college or you're getting a job, but you're getting the yeah, hell up out of the house. You're getting about. But in other cultures, they're typically, they, they protect their young and they say, hey, you haven't made a decision yet. Let's keep you around and let's nurture you some more until you're ready to make that move. Yeah, I went to school with a bunch of Hispanics, and a lot of them had families that lived with them, like generations of grandparents and stuff like that. But they would always have money. They would always, like, it would damn near be a compound that they living on. Mm. So when you keep all that money in, say if you live in there until you're 30, and that's honestly when a lot of people really start their lives. Went in their 30s, like really, really start their lives. Yeah. So in your 30s, if you didn't saved up 100000 150 because you've really been working out there, you you got a boost. Yeah. You ain't got no 18-year-old mindset and you ain't got no 18-year-old pocket. You got a 30-year-old mindset and you have a mature bank. Yeah. And, it's, and they expecting us. And that's why... I salute any young entrepreneur, any matter of fact, anybody just working in the craft or field that you in um, salute because it's hard to make, especially being a young and a young parent at that. Because mm-hmm. um, having kids in this day and age, I mean, you have to realize that a lot of our kids are going to be raised by technology at some point because it makes it easier. And I say that to say, like sometimes I have to turn on a television in order for my son to sit down so I can get something accomplished. And is it necessarily right? Somebody might say, yeah, it's perfectly fine for your son to watch television. But I'm thinking in the mindset that, damn, I just like put him on zombie mode in order for him to, you know, in order so I can go do something or clean the house. Yeah, you know, I went to the doctor's office. I took Kenna one time. And the doc- I asked the doctor, I said, how much TV shit? He be watching a day. And he said, she said, about an hour, hour and a half a day. Ooh. I'm like, damn. Only, and I said, in the whole day or like in a one sitting? She said, no, throughout the whole day. Wow. Because at that age, yeah, they're more sensitive to the things that they intake. Oh, I see it. I see it. They learn. They're they're real sponges. You you see you see when he when he turned on Power Rangers, that boy goes ham. Oh, like look, if, look at my arms, bro. That's how it is with PJ Man. Oh my god! Look, Kenneth's so smart. <laughs> Kenneth's so smart. Like before, before he got real potty trained. Yeah, Brittany was like real nervous that he would never be potty trained. Now he didn't got to the point where he waking up in the middle of the night going to the bathroom. Wow. Yeah. We ain't even teach him that. Yeah, he just know. he just we wake up in the, in the morning in his little pot. Cause it can't you can't flush it. We'll yeah. just see him like, dang. Yeah, he uses the bathroom a lot. But at least he goes. Yeah, at least he go. goes. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. So to put it all together, it's like your kid is smarter than you think. A hundred percent. And they, them they absorbing everything. that blue screen. That's just gonna You gotta monitor it. You gotta monitor it. That and that's that's our job as parents is to monitor what your child 
watches and takes in because I know my child can navigate through YouTube. Yeah. And look, especially being as a parent, okay, say friends, I'm going to give you a scenario. Uh-oh. I don't like your scenarios. You, give your son your phone. Uh-huh. The one letter you damn sure don't want him to press. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going with this one. I got two boys, and both their favorite show is PJ Mayer. <laughs> I see where you're going with this one. I'm going to tell you this. My heart don't sweat no beat. <laughs> my heart don't sweat a beat. But think about the parent that when their kids are trying to search certain things unintentionally, yeah. you're not paying attention to your child. Yeah. They still got your phone. So That's- they not saying... Hey, I can't find it. They type in X or P or yeah. whatever the if, site may if be. Automatically the first filters. Yes. And you ain't got no filters on there? Man. Access. You in the rude way. Access. Now, I got two boys. Mm-hmm. My wife already came in the room and found out that the oldest, his little Johnson, be up on up at full attention in the morning. That's normal though. And he three. That's but normal. not knowing that, that freaks her out. Bro, Kaiser been doing that since he so was like one. So just imagine my son, three yeah. years old, seeing some fisting. What? <laughs> Why is that the first thing? Why? Is that, is that what the last thing you watched in your browser? <laughs> no. Is that the last thing you watched? <laughs> wow. No, that is not the last thing I watched in my browser. But a kid going to go to something that so extreme. I heard a parent say they went through their child's phone mm-hmm. and seen that their child was exploring those sites. And it was like milf gagging. Yeah. It was like extreme. It's like what do you what what type of conversation do you have with your child after that? Like, what do you, like, do you have the conversation at dinner? Do you take them to a park? Like, because here's the thing. It's not necessarily, and I won't say it like this. I'm not going to say that it's unnormal or that we shouldn't tell our child that, hey, that's horrible for you to do. Because, for one, it's bad because what it does is it hypersexualizes the child to then associate that that virtual world is now the real world at some point. So now you start to get children that are more sexually advanced at an early age, and then they try to kiss and touch on girls and stuff. Because yeah, they try to do stuff that's beyond them. Yeah, it's not, it's like, not really when that you're, acting out. When you at the ages of 13, 14, you not really to, you really don't understand sex. I wouldn't say 13, 14. Okay, twelve. Um, what I'm saying is that these age you really don't understand understand sex. You don't know the severity of. You can really catch something. You can really create something. Well, that's just the education level, though. That's that that's the education level, and that's where the schools have to come into play. Um, and they're teaching kids what a healthy sexual lifestyle is. Um, And I've seen in some states to where they're actually teaching kids about how to have same sex within the educational class. Like... This is in... I want to say this is in Austin. Like uh, gay sex? Yes. So same intercourse sex. Same intercourse sex. They're teaching that in schools now as part of the curriculum. I, I... I don't feel comfortable with knowing that that part there is that's kind of crazy and I, and I'm not judging I I just feel like our kids shouldn't be exposed to certain things cuz their mind isn't ready for it. It's not. Now if you see that your child may look up something regular, I'll be more at ease than finding some some, some some extreme some out of water like, just like yeah, we got I don't even want to go that far in advance and put that out there. Yeah. Because I know it's some categories out there. Yeah. That I wouldn't want to <laughs> see that my child is at 12 years old exposed to because I have not uh properly 
gave him that. So my question to you is, with your child even being as young as you are, how do you show your sexual, I would say, pleasures to your girl? Like, how do you show affection, your sexual affection towards her? Because I know I'm a, I'm a ass slapper. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so I, I'll tell you this. He likes when I treat his mother very well. So when he's when he sees that I'm making her happy, he's happy. And I tell you every time like she'll be like one of us to hold him and like I'll kiss her and then he'll he'll want to see us kiss. Yeah. Cuz he's like, "Oh, that makes mommy happy." Like, "I want to kiss too." Yeah. Like it's not he doesn't have the he does we have he hasn't been built to the point to where he realizes the sexual aspect mm-hmm. between me and his mother. He just knows that, "Oh, it's a it's a happy thing." Like, "Okay, mama kissed me." It's a it's a greeting basically. It might be because I got a three O. Now mine is in school oh, with yeah. other kids. That's the public school, and that might be a little. He ain't even in school. It's it's school. It's a head start, but he ain't there with other kids. Yeah. Now we didn't hear stories of him somewhat humping oh. and touching on butts, <laughs> but he don't know what it is. I know he don't because he's still three. Yeah. He just, I know he's seen it. Yeah. So me as a parent, now I got to be like, dang, I got to watch what I'm doing. Because I got, uh, at this point, now I got a young boy mm-hmm. on my hands mm-hmm. imitating the man that he's looking up to. I go even one further beyond the sexuality of things. Kyson imitates the fact that so he knows that I carry my gun all the time on me, right? So he calls and he's like, "That's my pop pop, right?" So he, <laughs> he says, "Pop pop." That's his pop. That's that pop pop pop. So he actually, when he's like playing with his toys and stuff, like me and him are fighting, like he'll go and pick up one of his blocks that's shaped like an L, mm-hmm. like you know how like you hold a trigger, but and he'll like point at me and be like, "Pop pop 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 pop." <laughs> I'm like, oh. Dude, like you would like, and then he'll take cover, like he'll hide behind something. <laughs> like he's been properly, like trained. he's been properly trained. I'm like, damn, what did I do to instill this? Like, it was it something I watched on TV? So now we gotta hide his pop pop away from him. <laughs> you gotta hide anything in the L shape. Anything in the L shape, bro. He's you see how your laptop cord is? Yeah. He'll pick up your laptop cord and pick it up as a weapon. Damn. See, and I don't want. Mine and I love guns. I'm a gun advocate. I am a gun advocate. I'm myself. a Second Amendment rider. <laughs> I'm fighting for the NRA too. We need to keep our guns. You know, I don't, I don't need to. I'm saying I'm, t- I'm fighting. I'm, you you fight get what I'm saying? Okay. I'm yeah. fighting my own fight, but I'm fighting for the Second Amendment. Okay, I got you. But I don't uh, fight for dead zombie. Yeah, we're gonna fight for dead zombie by any means, Michael Mix. By any means, you should definitely go ahead and use that um, Baron Beer's uh, promo code. Triple B, baby. Triple B, get that 30% off. Brown skin, baby, be essential. <laughs> Man, I tell you, I, I put about at least three to five drops on my beard a day, and it leaves it feeling soft. It leaves a nice shine on it. It helps me detangle a lot of the coarse hair that I have. Uh, yeah, I know when I take uh, when I don't use it like I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. Mine will get a little rough, but when I get back on it, it'll get all smooth and silky. My baby should be rubbing my beard. I'm telling you, I'm going to get back beard. See, and that, when your girl rubs your beard, it actually makes it grow a little bit better. You know, I heard something else that'll make it grow that your girl got too. Okay, and on that <laughs> note, make sure y'all go visit the website at www.barrenbeard.club. That's B E A R I N B E A R D dot club. Me being a gun advocate, I don't. I, I got to keep mine up because I don't want my kids to know what's up. Yeah. I don't want them to pick it up. You're supposed to. Because me, I keep mine loaded. I, and I, you know what? I don't like that. <laughs> I, and I told you about that last time you came over here. But that's the my point is, why do I have a gun and it can't be? I got to take it out. I understand that. But there's at some point where you know, okay, maybe this is a safe zone. You know, where I don't have to have a loaded gun. Where there's three children that are running in and out of the office, because that's what maybe that's what you and that's what I'm saying. You don't know that because Kenneth doesn't pick up on guns. You don't know, but Kyson, oh, he picks that shit up. Mm-hmm. 
He knows. He knows exactly what it is. He thinks it's a game at points. So we've had to discipline him to not touch it, which we've gotten to the point of now. But that took a long time. So now he'll associate other things. Like, he'll pick up all his little toys and stuff. But a real one, like, he knows exactly what that is. So. Yeah, see, I don't even play games around him. I haven't even – I don't even buy him guns. It's <laughs> water guns and nothing like that. Yeah. Because guns to me are – like, and that's, that's probably me being in the service. Like, I learned – that guns are very dangerous, like for real. They will kill you. Yeah. It's not like a joke. I I would give more leeway to a knife. Not really, but at the same time, I would give more leeway to a knife. Cause them guns gonna kill you. And they can do a lot of damage real fast. What was the uh biggest weapon you shot? You ever shot a saw? A saw, yeah. That ain't the biggest gun. I'm gonna give me a saw. Okay, nah. It was a <laughs> um it was honestly a rocket launcher. What? Yeah, that shit fire. Yeah, like my whole body shaked when I when I print when you press this little red button. What? It's bro. I had a partner, so I had a partner growing up. Well, not really growing up, but yeah, when I was a little <laughs> bit old, I had a partner. Only dude I know in the hood had a grenade launcher. He Unfortunately, <laughs> I've heard I known people to have a grenade launcher, and my thing is, how the hell? How in the hell? Is you getting a grenade launch? Like that's not something that you just. Yeah, there's some slips out there. You gotta know somebody. Know somebody who knows somebody who kills somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Look, and I don't know none of them people. I ain't trying to know none of them people. That's what I'm saying. You know any of them people? You just in for an indictment. Yeah, he gone now though. Yeah. uh, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Grenade launch. With uh, so yeah, I know you said you wouldn't uh, personally. not push your son to go into the service. What about law enforcement? Mm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be on the same token. I'm gonna be on the same token because that's the system. And I hate to be one of the people that like you gotta because you do have them people that be like, well, if you're not gonna work at it, why complain about it? I ain't. I'm really. I'm not too fond of the police. Okay. Me personally, I haven't had too many. Good experiences with the police. I know good police officers, but that don't mean the system ain't still broke. Okay, that's fair. And I want my child to know when you in that uniform, you represent you are a representation of the other ones that represent you as well. Y'all are all one kind. That's a good message to preach. And I wish a lot of more people preach that message that we are all one kind. I mean, I don't not necessarily we have the secret or the sauce to um, end police brutality. Um, but at the end of the day, um, people, when you're getting pulled over, don't be you know belligerent in the um, in the act of things. Because yeah. I've seen that go south so yeah. many times. Um, because you have to keep in mind that. Um, they don't know who you are. There's no rapport built or anything. Um, so you can only act by what you know. And if they're not used to your culture, they're not used to being in your neighborhood, they perceive violence as something different. Um, so just stay stay ahead of the game. And like we said, going back to playing chess, you got to be eight steps ahead because a lot of the shit not worth it, especially at a traffic stop like Get home to your family. Get yeah. home to your kids. Yeah. Um, especially during these holidays, man. Yeah. And speaking from an experience of a lawman pulling me over and had me at gunpoint. And the crazy part is some of the worst laws are our own people. Hmm. Like that's the one that had me in fear for my life. Uh-huh. I've had white officers that pull me off and do what they do. But when you have people that wear that same uniform that you uh, aspire to wear, you 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 don't know what you signed up for. And I'll tell you this. There's also, I say there's vehicle prejudice. And because I know when I had my Buick, I was getting popped <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I like, had my Delta. I was uh, high on the block. All the time. At least like once every two weeks getting popped for no reason. Yeah. Hey, and another thing, being in the service... Walking around my uniform on outside of base, the world look at you like basically 
you a police officer or something like that. Oh, you a servant to Like, I'm a civil servant. Like, <laughs> that's another thing. Like, well, I just ain't had nothing to wear. Shit. Like, honestly, <laughs> we couldn't even have guns on us. Like, you want to walk more, you can have your gun on you. Now you can. Because of previous attack. Uh-oh. Now you can, but for a while, we couldn't have our guns on us. <laughs> yeah. Which is in uniform. We, so yeah. if somebody about to come in here, I'm not the one to be in front of the, everybody. Save somebody, us, army man. Kill me. No, I'm <laughs> hiding behind the chips too. <laughs> I'm be like, hey, call 911. <laughs> it's not my job description. Just, and see, you don't understand. You don't know that when you signed up for it. When I was signing up for the military, I was in a, and I and I'm being transparent. I say this: I was in a time and space in my life where I was trying to figure something out. So it wasn't necessarily even my best decision. I would say I made, but it wasn't a bad decision that I made. Mm-hmm. So I learned some things from. It. Yeah, and I and like a, I. I thought about going to the service before, um, and like I said, if I had to go, I'm going to the hardest one they got. I'm talking about Marine Seal Corps. Them dreads got to go though. That's why I was like, "Hey man, y'all got y'all got to you them know dreads got to go." But look, what if I was like on some like you nope. know special? Nope. I, nope. Bro, I'm not cutting my hair. Nope. Bro. For basic. Nope. Nah. Ain't trying to hear that. Nah. They don't care about your religion. What about my status? They don't care about it. That's that's the problem. People don't they don't care about status. They don't care. <laughs> you can wear you if you was Jewish, you can wear a, a yarmulke. Um, not. I said if. Oh, okay. That's it. And they got the ACU patterns. Wow. Yeah, they need to work on that. They need to be more diverse in their thinking, <laughs> so to so people will be more relent. Will, will think about more about joining. So would you let your child join the service, though, or be? Be twelve. You want them to be twelve? Nah, bro. You know, uh, that's not necessarily in his uh, forte thing. How you gonna tell him? He he two. He two right now. Cause he don't. When be... he woke, when he wake up to be twenty two, say he didn't graduate college. Uh huh. He didn't did his thing in school. He, he came in playing football. He's a top athlete. Now he said, "I want to go be a police officer." I have failed you as a father. You failed him as a father because he want to be. I have failed him as a father because. He, I spent all my money and time and energy bringing him to practice. On football. No, no, no. Let me finish this. Bringing oh, so him you to mad practice. about football. Oh, yeah. I'm mad about football. <laughs> if he go out for you got a scholarship and you not going to the league and I sent you to practice and got you to the game and it got you the equipment and it got you all the sports prizes and everything. Bro. What? Everybody don't You just gave me the bro. situation talking about he's basically went pro. I said he was able to go to school. Man, you said he was a beast in college. I said he was a beast and went to college. Now you say he was a beast in college. So he didn't go pro? No. He said, Dad, this is what I want to do. I want to help people. I want to be a police officer. I want to be there to serve people. I want to help somebody. If they got a cat stuck in the uh, tree, I want to get them. I want to help them. What if your, your son got that type of heart? Well, see, now you put me in a, such a pickle. <laughs> what if your son is not like you? I, and you know what? I don't know. And you, you, you hope your son will want to be like you in every aspect. Um, but at the same time, if my son, if that's if that is his greatest calling, if he's going to be the best officer there is to to dead to Fort Bend or whatever county he's in. <laughs> Then damn it, he can do it. As long as he's the best, I don't give a damn what he is, whether it's a fireman, uh, a lawman, uh, FBI agent, you just gotta be the best and you gotta be the hungriest in there. Is that only because uh he put it in that type of form? Cause as a parent, we want them to be better than us. We want them to be like us, but a better version of us. Okay. So basically, say you are in your mode of generational change right now. So you want to change that holidays and all this? What if he just completely say, "No, we're gonna celebrate Thanksgiving. We're gonna celebrate Christmas. Put a big Christmas tree up every year." That's what happened when you let your child watch too much TV. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. <laughs> but that's your. But if that's your your child want to do that, I don't think so. I, I I'll tell you why I don't think so. It's because the traditions that we build 
or what they're going to take on for the most part. What they say, train the child up as they should go, and when they're older, they should not depart from it. Something like that. Something like My that. My Bible people, please don't that sound, that crash sound, me on that. sound it. close to something. Yeah, but... Um, I mean, you're training your child up and how you want them to grow and how you want them to interact and be a civil citizen um, in the world. And part of how I'm training my son up, going back to the holiday thing, is um, Santa Claus ain't coming. Thanksgiving is a celebration of genocide. Um, Valentine's is a uh, parade for over-sexuality. Uh, Easter, like, it goes on and on. And Fourth of July. Don't even get me started on Fourth of July. Independence Day. Ain't no independence. <laughs> independence. That's when, for my my historians out there, that's when America broke away from England. That's not even true. They broke away from. Them. That's not even true. You ain't want to have that conversation on this episode. Well, they broke away from somebody and got uh, free. So let me ask you this: if if they broke away, what does that make them? Ex citizens. No, makes them what? Immigrants. Or a better term, slaves. You said broke away. Yeah. So how can slaves come over and a revolution and colonize a land? Well, that that there got. You don't that, want you don't want this historic. That there right there is, is a whole story in itself. You know, we'll we'll say that one because yeah. that one I'm gonna I'm gonna have to uh op- crack open the books on you. Yeah, but our kids, I feel like we instilled these principles in over generation of time, and it all really starts with respect. Respecting who? Respecting your respecting parents? themselves, respecting the people around, them, respecting their parents, respecting their peers. Because when you have respect for somebody or something, like, say, for instance, if I wanted to be in the rap game, it's not saying that you have to show, quote, unquote, Jay-Z love, but you got to show homage. Like, at some point, Master P did set a blueprint. You get what I'm saying? Like, Jay Prince, he did start, like, the South movement. You get what I'm saying? So what you want me to do? When you say give respect, like how how do you show respect in the rap? You game? you show respect as far as by sampling his shit and rapping on his beat no, without paying him. No, no, <laughs> you can't just disregard what was put in front of you already. How you got there? You got the pioneers. I'm just saying, show some kind of respect. But you're showing some type of respect to somebody who's made it. There's a and then think about everybody else who hasn't made it. That's trying to show that's. Looking at the same philosophy, and that's like even like with Christmas. Like, at what point do you create your own lane, your own tradition? Or what point do you create your own music? But people get tired of the process. That's why people quit because people who honestly made it want to see other people make it. It's some people that don't want to see certain people make it, but I feel like it's a lot more people who made it and they want to see a lot, lot of other people make it. So in my mind, nobody can be rich and say, "I wish you would stay broke." Like, if you're rich, I want you to get rich with me. Because you... So is that, does that same philosophy work with the broke? If you broke, I only want to hang around broke people? No. You got to be hanging around everybody. But most broke people don't hang around rich people. It's just circles you in. You got to find those circles. You know they say that your average five best friends mm-hmm. will be your income? No, I heard uh, that. Your average the five income. people that you're around the most, that's who you ultimately reenact. Like, that's who you really are. No, nigga, that's what your income. I'm telling you. It's your five closest friends. Yes, it might take on parts of them, but overall, that's going to be the average of your income. I need to get some richer friends. Yeah, I got a few, so I'm on the right path. We on the right path. We on the right path. Yeah. I just think I need some richer friends. You know why we on the right path? I need five. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this: If you does that count? Does your girl count as uh, one then? As your friend? Well, I'm saying because you talk about the people that's closest to you. I feel like we're a unit. Oh, Especially right. me being uh, married, I feel like we're a unit. Yeah. I feel like when I say we should be around, honestly, like when I have healthy relationships with people, mm-hmm. I would like to bring my my girl around those relationships. Yeah, it's certain friends that you bring your girl around, and certain friends you don't. Yeah. 
100%. And not because you nervous about what they going to say or anything. It's just you don't even want to be associated necessarily them with you. Not because you don't like them. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's no need to show your girl that. So at this point in your age, can you bring around any girlfriends that she doesn't know about? Yeah. No, Am I, I mature age? Yes. Well, how does that look like? Hey, babe, this such and such. We went to school together. This is my homegirl from back in the day. Hey, I don't know what else might transpire from that, but that's <laughs> un, that's my non-malicious way of, of introducing it. I mean, that's the real way to introduce it, but in her reality, it's like, where she been? Well, I ain't never heard about this person yeah. before. You know. Yeah, you can't just. I get that part because if she came in and said, "Yeah, my my dude best friend," I'm be like, "Huh, huh? I, I ain't never heard you had a dude yeah, best yeah, friend yeah. before." You ain't never said, I, "I know about you and your other best friend." Yeah. I know about her. I ain't never heard my homeboy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, at this point in age, if you got any new best friends coming on, then I'm about to have some heads on some. Hey, you know what I what I thought about? Huh? What if my child caught me cheating? If I was in the act of cheating and my child caught me cheating, how would I react to that? And what would my child say to me? Are you asking me? I'm saying I ask myself that. Oh. What do you feel? How? What, what do you feel like would go between your your head? I think that that might break his morale, especially if he see mama and daddy together. Yeah, that might that might break him. That's hard. That's like even more like reason why like I have because I would never want to break up my family. I don't even entertain it. It's like it's not even worth it because I've seen dudes go through it to where they can't have the relationship with their child because they have done something stupid over one time. And I just be like, it's not worth it at all. But you know what I find so crazy? How sometimes females would take that situation, especially when they're having kids, they use it as a pawn. There you go back to having the queen again, using his pawns. They- <laughs> Damn. Yeah, they use them as pawns, and they try to say that, well, you cheat on me, you don't love me. Mm-hmm. Not to defend a cheater, but a lot of men don't cheat off emotion. Uh, this is true. Well, a lot of men don't cheat off emotion. They'll cheat off of impulse. Women, y'all will cheat because y'all find out y'all do cheat. And then y'all go cheat with the dude that he uh, he knew. He it, it might not have been a friend. It had just been somebody he knew. And he, they knew him. And they knew y'all was together. Yeah, it's you ain't going to go get no stranger. It's not safe. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Cause safe. That, that's when a dude pull out the pistols. Because yeah. it's like, hold on, dog. You, you fucking with Greg. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, we we two cubicles away from each other, dog. <laughs> Greg don't show up for work the, the next week. <laughs> he late every day, <laughs> and then he he normally I seen him bringing his lunch. And all of a sudden, he, he getting wings stop every day. Yeah, but yeah, they men do cheat on a whole different aspect, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with uh, love, but it's really more so, like you said, impulse. Um, as well as opportunity, and that's part of being disciplined. That's why I mean, that's why I love sports, uh, especially for my son. Um, and for what it did for me is that it gave me a lot of discipline. So when I'm faced with a um situation that might seem tempting or might seem um something that it like you know something that I shouldn't be in, whether it's women, food, finances, um impulse buying whatever it is i have the discipline to say no because i know what it means to work hard for something and you know not being able to um eat on a certain type of diet like i know what it means to stay focused because it's a bigger goal at the end of the day and the bigger goal is that i want my family to have the best life possible like i don't want to have to worry for shit at all i need so whatever to, it takes i need to work on my uh discipline when it comes to food 
Because my shirt's getting a little tight on the side. Yeah, that's because of them good-ass greens you making down there. Boy. I'm sorry, cabbage you had, Yeah, 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 I did do that thing. I told you, we had that Friendsgiving. Yeah, that was some good-ass cabbage. Hey, they talking about they don't even eat cabbage. Don't I told them, I say some fried cabbage. They <laughs> hit them with that. I'm still- that's that real. They from, they from Louisiana. Well, we still Southern. We, we still from the fried South. fried cabbage, though. It's, I can't even tell you where it came it. from. That's, that's a family recipe. There was nothing fried about it. It was fried. Okay. It just wasn't like fried chicken or a fried Oreo. Yeah, my fried chicken was hitting, boy. That Insta chicken, boy. This boy had Insta chicken. Insta chicken. A.K.A. Pop'em Popeyes. Pop'em Popeyes. <laughs> hey, look, I'm going to tell you this. Part about being a dad is making executive decisions when need be. And I made an executive decision while I was out. To go ahead and stop at Popeye's and get some chicken, cause I ain't want to be up all night cooking. Hey, you know one of my funnest hobbies, if that's a word, funnest hobbies as a dad is. We could put it in the dad dictionary. Dad, dad's hobby dictionary. Right. It's funnest, funnest. There you go. It's improvising, mm. cause I got to improvise all the time. How many times do you get question saying, "Uh, can you do this?" And you, you really don't know, no idea. I got asked that this weekend because my girl was braiding her hair. <laughs> and she asked me, she was like, you know how to braid some hair? Mind you, I've grown up with a lot of women in my life, so I actually do know how to braid hair. I'm like, yeah. And then I got smashed that nigga. Let me, I, I got this. <laughs> give me the give me the brown gel. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. See, I, that, see me, I, I love improvising. I, I come up with stuff that just got to come with off the spot because when you're a daddy, you got to think fast. It's like being a quarterback on the team. You got to audible as quick as that play clock is getting counted down because they got to get done. You be like three, two, one. Okay, look, we're going to pull the string on, hit the fan. <laughs> yeah. But uh, before we get up out of here, we're going to shout out the one, the only, Bam Beards again. Yeah, man. Shout out to Baron Beard for keeping the lights on our studio. Um, and also uh, providing us with the product necessary to keep our beards flourishing this No Shave November. Make sure y'all go check out the website at www.barrenbeard, that's B-E-A-R-I-N-B-E-A-R-D dot club. Yeah, and that's uh, come grow with them. Yeah. You know, that's their slogan, come grow with us. It's, it's almost there. It's, it, what is it? Grow with us? <laughs> Just grow with us. It's actually live, learn, grow. Live, learn, grow. That's a hell of a motto. It is. I love that. That's what we should you can, subscribe You can take to. that from, from the, the bed to the house. I, I was going to find something. I was going to find something that rhymed with that, but I couldn't find nothing that rhymed the with bed the, bed. To the, the bed to the bedroom. I was going to say that, but I was like, nah, I ain't going to say that. I'm, you know, they actually say that. Growing your beard, you can actually increase it by kissing your girl. Okay. <laughs> well, you gotta kiss me. <laughs> you gotta kiss that low. low, 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 low. All right, but yeah. Once again, follow us on Instagram at Dad Zombies. That's D A D D Z O M B I E. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. We got the videos coming soon. The audio will be dropping when the first one drops. You get what I'm saying? December 31st. December 31st. That's when the we're going to put the lights, camera, action on this thing. It ain't going to be live, but we're going to record that day. And y'all going to see the faces behind the voices like we said before. No, I'm saying. Yeah. And y'all can catch me at, y'all can come follow me on the gram at King Ken underscore that's K Y N G K E N underscore and my boy man you can go ahead and check me out at Baron Beard that's B E A R I N B E A R D on Instagram Facebook Twitter all that all social platforms you know yeah and we appreciate the chat you know I told y'all before this is my therapy so I, I sometimes we just might get on here and just talk. Podcast therapy, baby. This podcast therapy, dad therapy. This dad gonna therapy. be our underscore. We we would unpack unofficial, no unperfect podcast. Unfer- unperfect, unperfect official. And this is man, all the parents. Shout out to all the parents, yeah. first and foremost. Hey, give it up for yourself, cause I don't know Ooh. you. You don't you don't know necessarily know me. 
But we're going to get to know each other on this podcast. And I'm patting y'all on y'all back, just how I'm patting myself on my back. Because I know we doing our damn thing. And y'all doing a damn good job by just listening to us. Um, And share with your other parent friends and let them know that they got two dads out here talking about some realness. Yeah, some dad shit. Yeah. Damn shit. Damn <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, we talking about some dad shit. But, okay, before we go, though, I'm going to ask y'all one more thing. On Apple Podcasts, go on there and rate and comment on it and give us some reviews. Yeah, give us some feedback. Send us a DM if y'all uh, want to incorporate any questions. Y'all can send me a letter, too. I take those. Nobody mails letters anymore. I just told them on the last podcast how to make a letter. Oh They're going to mail me a letter. Nobody just DM me for the address. If y'all mail, please mail him a letter so he can <laughs> shut up about this letter. Somebody mail him hey, a letter. And I'm going to read my first letter on here. When somebody mail me a letter. You're going to read the whole I'm gonna letter. I'm going to read the letter on here. It can be, they can be asking me a question. That they letter better not me. be from your wife. No. I no. know it's going to be from her. No, 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 no. I'm taking somebody <laughs> I don't know. Letter. Okay. Somebody I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you cannot know me to send this letter. Why? DM me. I, I think it should be a level of no. No. DM me on Instagram at kingken underscore K-Y-N-G K-E-N underscore. So why would they just not send you the letter in the DM? No, nah, I want an old school letter. Oh my God. I want an old school letter. Come, We just talked about parents and technology and how much it's a benefit hey, for us people to in my generation are older than me. They know what letters are. They can send me a Your letter. generation are older. What I take you? an email. Email me. Okay, we could do it. Email us at, at dadzombie. That's D-A-D-D zombie at gmail.com. That work for you. Please email him. Email me and email me and then I, I send you the address. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, we out. <laughs> Dad zombies.